Hi, this is Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to us both growing together as we go through this journey of learning new habits and skills that will help improve both our fitness and our health for life. Hello, everybody. This is Delcina West with Keeping It Fit for Life, your online fitness and nutrition expert, soon to be anyway. Um, glad you're here today. I'm so looking forward to sharing some more with you. This is going to be a second part to the first series on your top dieting questions. If you missed the radio program, you can find me on our podcast, which is Nutrition Made Simple. You know, I want to bring to you simple and easy methods that you can apply to your life daily that will help you to support your fitness goals, to help you to lose weight, and most of all, not stress about it. Seriously, it does not have to be a stressful situation. I know so many of us, especially women, who struggle with having a positive point of view or a positive feeling when it comes to food. We create so many negative associations with it that we don't really enjoy it anymore unless we feel like we're binging or cheating or doing something that's quote unquote not right or not healthy. But really, you have to think about it as all a choice. Everything that you do should be just a matter of a choice to support your goal today or not. And if it's not, then by God it, you enjoy, be in that moment, do whatever it is you have to do. And then if God gives you the opportunity to wake up the next day, you start and try again. That's how it should be because life happens. That's why Nutrition Made Simple is here to show you that even when the craziest things interrupt your lifestyle, it doesn't have to mean that you have completely derailed your plans for fitness and nutrition. It just means that X, Y, and Z situation happened and you just got to make a little detour around it and keep on moving. That way you don't have big bouts of discouragement and disappointment and frustration, which always comes with yo-yo dieting and radical food transformations or cutting out a major portion of a food group or denying yourself of something for, say, 30, 40, 50 days just so you can get in a particular shape. The shape that you're in is irrelevant according to your health. If you're feeling healthy and strong and vibrant, then you have the capabilities to go out there and conquer the world and at the same time conquer your health and conquer your fitness level. If you're deprived and hungry and frustrated and upset, you're going to create negative vibes, you're going to create negative emotions, and it's going to be a lot much more of a difficult road down the road. So let's get started with our second half of your top dieting questions. Now, the next question that I have from a client is eating at night. Does eating at night make you gain weight? I've been asked this question many times because for some reason people feel that if you eat at night, even if they haven't eaten all day, that somehow your body is going to process it differently. So the question is, is it true that eating after 8 p.m. makes you put on pounds? And the answer to that is twofold. Yes and no. 
Now, you need more calories when you're active and fewer calories when you're sedentary, right? And the doctor from uh, research in New York City-based nutrition consultation answers that question by saying, if you're eating the bulk of your calories while you're sitting in front of the TV, you may indeed store more of them as fat. However, what matters most is when it comes to losing weight is how many calories, total calories, you take in and burn off throughout the day, not just within a limited time frame. So, for example, let's say that you have learned that you need 1,500 calories in order to lose a certain number of pounds by a certain time frame. Because that's how we should set SMART goals, right? We set goals with a specific number, by a specific time, in a specific manner. Then you actually have a plan and not just a dream. If your plan is 1,500 calories per day and you were busy all day, you did your cardio workout, you did your weight training exercises, you went through your work-life activities and you've only eaten 1,000 calories and it happens to be 8 o'clock at night, well, guess what? Your body still requires that 1,500, that additional 500 calories to complete the cycle because your body needs a certain amount of calories just for your basic metabolic functions. That is, for your body to survive and process just the normal chemical functions to keep you alive and the additional nutrients which will help to power you through by supporting lean muscle tissue and healthy fat storage and metabolism. So if you do not eat that additional 500 calories, you will be at a far more deficit than you should be. And you would actually be detrimental to your overall system. So if you happen to be late in the evening, but you still have not eaten those minimal amount of calories necessary, eating that additional 500 calories, even if it was 8, 9, 10 p.m., is not going to go straight to fat storage. Now, on the other hand, if you are going through a regular day and you have not exercised and you've had breakfast and you've had lunch, then you didn't have dinner and you find yourself famished at 8 o'clock at night, what tends to happen is we eat more volume of food because we're more hungry and you've been sitting around without doing any activity. So your body actually craves fattier food. And so then the food that you take in is going to probably be stored as fat because it's going to be extra calories that your body does not need and you were not physically active or busy in order to use up or burn up those calories. So you see, it's not a direct yes answer or no answer. It's a yes and or but. So I hope that helped and didn't confuse you. The next question is, I spent my 20s drastically cutting calories and fat grams. Have I permanently damaged my metabolism? Well, not necessarily. Restricting your calories um, extremely can lower your metabolism for the period of time that you're doing it because your body will adapt. That's one of the beautiful things about our systems. It is able to adapt and overcome regardless of the situation. So your metabolism, your body's energy system, learns to slow down and function on fewer calories without an additional output of exercise or fat loss or building muscle, etc., but if you realize that you needed more calories, you can readjust your body system by increasing your physical activity and thereby increasing your caloric intake gradually. 
So that will help to boost your metabolism. You know, you do more exercise and you put some stress on your muscles and your muscles will require more nutrients. Well, those nutrients will come by increasing your food intake, but you want to increase it gradually, not just go out there and have a smorgasbord after one workout. So once you do that for a period of time, you will be able to balance out your metabolism and raise it to a higher level. Next question. How often should I weigh myself when I'm trying to lose weight? Now, I know I am guilty of being doing overweighing. I weigh myself way too many times. It's an old habit that I just can't kick. Many options or points of view in fitness industry come with this answer. Some industry professionals say only weigh yourself once a month or once every other week or once a week. Some industry professionals say weigh yourself every day. And there's two varied rationales with this. For some people, and again, it's going to depend on how you look at the information. Because remember, weighing yourself, taking measurements, doing body fats are just information that you use in order to make better decisions when it comes to your fitness and nutrition lifestyle. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's just information to use to make adjustments to improve. Because what we don't measure, we don't improve. That's from business. But if you're the type of person who can weigh yourself each day, and not let it just totally tear you down, but keep you on point, then that's fine. But if you're one of those people who, when you look at the number on the scale, you just go through a total meltdown, if the scale has not shifted to the appropriate number you want, then by all means, do not weigh yourself more than once a week or once every other week. It's, it's going to affect you negatively so by looking at that number on the scale, it will discourage you and perhaps even keep prevent you from working harder. Okay, so that's the idea behind that. Diet pills. We've got a couple more questions. Diet pill safety. Are diet pills and diet supplements regulated? By now, most of you should know that most diet pills in the regular retail industry are not regulated. But there are some that are FDA approved that can be sent out through prescription. Now, the law outlines the regulation of over-the-counter diet pills and other supplements, such as vitamins, herbal remedies, etc. And they have to comply to certain regulations, but they are voluntary. They are voluntary. So companies don't have to prove that their products are safe or that they even work. Now, if they put a lot of claims on their products that it can cure cancer and get rid of, you know, heart disease and cure gallbladder in, in, uh, illnesses and all these crazy kind of claims, they can eventually get sued. But many of them kind of skirt the issue or just hang on to the very edges of the truth. And there have been studies done where certain um, supplements would have, will claim to have a proprietary product or a certain chemical in there, or a certain vitamin. And after studies show, they actually had only 10% of what they claim to have in there. So you're spending money on junk. You're spending money on just fluff and stuff and a lot of chemical scientific names that aren't doing anything for you. So it's very important that you trust the maker and manufacturer of your supplements. Personally, I love Shackley supplements. 
Shackley has been around for over 50 years and they are responsible from the inception of their supplements to the selling of the supplements. So from seed to the bottle, they know exactly what they're growing, where it's growing, where it's coming from, how it's put together, the pharmaceutical specifications, and their packaging. So if you are, for whatever reason, unsatisfied with your Shackley products, they will give you 100% empty bottle money-back guarantee because they are so confident in that. And when I know a company is willing to do that, I know that I can trust their products. And so I take their multivitamins, I take their joint complex, and I take their um, their uh, uh, one for help for uh, mental clarity, and so they have just a myriad. Oh, and I love their soy protein shake because it's one of those soap protein shakes that tastes really good. I can actually just milk it, mix it with water, and it tastes fantastic, and it has just the right amount of protein that I need. So if you're interested in the Shackley, you can actually go to myshackley.net slash Delcina and take a look at some of those supplements and get a really great deal. Now, back to the safety of dietary um, pills. So a prescription diet pill, however, is different than uh, one that's not prescribed. It has to go through the same strict guidelines and testing of any other prescribed drugs. And now there is one on the market now under the name of Ally, and that can be sold without a prescription. But that came along first as a prescription. But the over the one without the prescription actually comes with a lower dosage than the prescription version. Now the problem with Ally, and some of you may know Ally, it prevents fat from being stored in certain parts of your body. But that comes with a lot of side effects. So unless you want to have loose bowels and diarrhea and possible accidents and be near a bathroom, I don't know if I would want to try something like that. But some people say it works, and if it works for some people, they're willing to go through that. So to each his own. Last question, water retention and weight gain. How much weight can I gain each month due to water retention? Now it depends. A diet that's high in sodium may bring on a bloat. And so the National Institute of Health recommends no more than 2,300 milligrams of sodium per day. And this can really add up if you're not paying attention to what you're doing with your diet because almost everything has sugar and salt in it, even when you don't realize it. Especially if you're using a lot of canned goods, they put a lot of sodium in it as a preservative. It can add up in the salt. Then you salt your food when you're cooking it, and then you salt your food when you're trying to eat it. So you have to be really careful. You can over go over that 2,300 milligram a recommendation very easily. So you can gain up to several pounds depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle. Uh, Dr. Zaid says, estrogen encourages bloating by stimulating the kidneys to retain sodium. So if you're taking oral contraceptives, note that older prescriptions contain a higher doses of estrogen and they can cause more bloating. And But the newer pills have lower dosage. So some studies show that there's no difference in Watergate weight gain between a low-dose oral contraceptive and a placebo. Oh, there's one more I want to give you that I think is really good. I said I had, that was the last one, but there's one more. It's about sugar, because we're talking about salt. We might as well talk about sugar. So the question is, I've heard that cutting sugar from my diet can help me lose pounds. Is that true? Well, <laughs> yes and no. No one type of food is going to make you fat or thin. Remember that. No one type of food. It's a 
smorgasbord or an orchestra or a combination of several different foods and nutrition techniques that will help you to lose weight. However, cutting back on sugar can help when you are dieting or trying to cut back some calorie intakes because remember there are there's a lot of sugar which are considered empty calories in things that you should want to have less of in your diet like cakes pies cookies sodas mixed drinks uh juices those types of things when you start cutting those out you're cutting out a lot of additional calories and those excess uh, calories from sugar and you're not getting anything um, nutrition for nutritionist for it right and when you're drinking a lot of those types of beverages or eating a lot of those foods with heavy sugar it really doesn't work for your digestion soon you find that you're hungry really soon right afterwards it raises your insulin level and when your insulin level is raised it promotes fat storage plus a lot of sugar can be really addictive and it raises your serotonin level sugar um, addiction has been shown to be almost as addictive as cocaine or maybe even as much so that feel-good chemical of serotonin is released in your brain because you're having that sugar and you get that high and you get that great feeling and so people really crave sugar and because it's not an illegal drug no one thinks about it being addictive but it really really is and so we end up firing ourselves you know um, being stressed if you're trying to get away from sugar because that's a sign of a detoxification. So that's one reason why you should try to cut down on sugary sweets. Substitute them with having natural fruits, which also have vitamins, minerals, and fiber. You won't get as hungry afterwards, and you won't spike your insulin level as quickly either, like, you know, the refined candy and donuts and so forth. And also find additional ways to relax your stress while you're cutting out sugar, because you can't cut something out without having a substitute for it that's going to keep you from rebounding back to it. So if you're cutting out excess sugar and replacing it with fruits um, and natural sweetened products, then, you know, try doing some yoga or exercise is excellent. Getting a coach who can walk you through the process of losing weight and staying healthy and staying on target. Like me, your fitness and nutrition coach. I am now a pro coach specialist, certified trainer, and my job is to help you and coach you through the process of losing weight without stress, without sacrificing your social life, and making it so easy you will wonder what took you so long or why you hadn't heard of it before. I'm opening up positions now to take on a few new clients, so if you're interested, send me an email at delcina at me.com. Or you can look me up on Facebook under Delcina or Fit for Life PT. And I will be more than happy to share what I know to help you on your journey for fat loss. Well, I hope these questions have helped you out and answered some of your puzzles. And that it will help you to maintain and stay on your journey to a healthy and better you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I really enjoy spending time with you. And remember, if you want any additional information on what we spoke about today or any questions relating to health and fitness, please search for me on www.fitforlifeptllc or on my new coaching site, which is www.procoach.app/delcina. I'm always found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And once again, thank you so much. Have a beautiful and healthy day.